everybody. Get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast on what is finally a nice day here in D.C. It was beautiful yesterday. It was beautiful. Well, I was... Where was I yesterday? I, I was at no a idea. chili cook-off or something. Yes, you were. Mm. You were judging something. You Ooh, should be I like... I got invited. I'm always complaining that you get invited to judge. You're always whining. So before... I'm not always whining. Sometimes. But anyways, uh, I'm not always whining. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, before we get into the show, I just we got to mention the fact that we took um, our son Sam and his wife Alyssa to the Inn at Little Washington uh, last week. Because we're really, really good parents. <laughs> because we're broke now. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, but it was unbelievable. It Patrick really was. O'Connell was, is a gracious, gracious host. And uh, even for a cheap guy who thinks $20 is actually a lot of money, I mean, everything that was put in front of us was beyond perfect. So Sam and Alyssa turned 30. We thought this would be an incredible way to take them out for their combined birthdays. And we really had um, a marvelous evening. There are very few adjectives to describe what it's like at the inn and how uh, beautiful and delicious and whimsical and fabulous it is. Uh, Patrick O'Connell and his team do everything to make it an incredible experience. Um, and it was absolutely a success. He got his third star, Michelin star this year. And needless to say, it is very well deserved. So while we're doing a whole show today on travel, that is not a uh, trip to the inn that you have to get on a plane for, but it is well worth the drive. Well, let's talk about travel. The holidays are coming and that's a pretty opportunistic time for people to take off. And we love traveling and visiting new places and going, going back to places we love and the food and all of that. But travel really starts, for many people, at the airport. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk today because airports aren't what they were. When I was a little boy and Reagan was National Airport in that one little white building, there was nothing to eat and nothing going on. And now... It was like a wall of spiders. You, you was, that's not very funny. I know, it's but, true. But what you have now is basically shopping malls for food and merchandise inside the airports. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, actually, not just shopping malls, you actually have experiences like everything about airports today is about what is your experience and how can that be part of your travel experience, which I think is really interesting. We're going to talk about all of that. Joining us today is our buddy Peter Greenberg. He doesn't need much of an introduction. He's Mm -hmm. an Emmy Award winning investigative reporter, but he's most recognized for his uh, travel journalism. He's known as the travel detective. And uh, we've been on his show a couple of times, and mm-hmm. he's doing us the favor of coming on ours. It's not a uh, favor. I was pitched. Oh, she was pitched. Mm-hmm. And speaking of having insider info, uh, info, Andrew Tull runs media relations for the Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority, and he's no slouch when it comes to great insider tips for holiday travel, for any kind of travel. Mm-hmm. And he looks great today. It's radio, dude. What are you right. all dressed up for? I know. For? He's all dressed but up. But he looks good. He's ready for his Facebook Live. He uh, is. He is. Look there at that smile. Is. Look there at that hair. <laughs> Everything's perfect with Andrew. Uh, executive chef Judith Hernandez knows uh, Reagan Airport like the back of her hand. And she's um, she, she's going to give us all kinds of dining tips about her place there and about what, you know, the secrets about dining well at uh, mm-hmm. out at uh, Reagan National Airport. 
Robin Fisher is the founder and CEO of Polished Image and Style. And one of the other things we do at the airport is we shop, baby. Everybody I mean, shops. There are all kinds of great stores for jewelry. And... We were just there on Friday night. I was walking around. I was right, like, ooh, what's right. here? I was shopping. <laughs> so Robin's going to talk about holiday gifting, mm-hmm. fun stuff you can get at the airport. And Michael Matarazzo, I love saying that name, <laughs> Paisano. So Michael uh, uh, has one of those really cool places that you do like to stop into while hanging out at the airport. He's the operations specialist at Reagan's Grill District, and one of the things he specializes in is mixing great cocktails and talking about uh, great craft beers across a a range of taste profiles. So we're going to have Michael on with that. But first we're going to go, we're going to get down in the dirt. With Mitch Berliner at Central Farm Markets. Hey, Mitch. Good morning. He's got the farmers. Good morning, kids. Good morning. I got a couple of real exciting things to tell you about. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, today, so um, thanks for having me on once again. Today is our first annual super successful candy turn-in. Oh, a candy turn-in. I love right. that. Right. So, um, okay, Halloween's fun. You get the candy, and people like, uh, what can I say? They have to... 10 pounds of candy. We don't know what to do with it. So we're encouraging families, and we had them sign up. You came in here. You get to give us all your candy, and we give you a bag full of apples, pears, cucumbers, skinny salamis, a gift certificate, and we make a donation to the food banks in everybody's honor who took part of this. That's a That's good amazing. thing to do. So wait, what do you yeah. do with all the candy? Um, we are, there's some vet groups that are going to ship it overseas. Oh, okay, that's um, so nice. So I will tell your listeners, do not even try to turn them into food banks. They don't take them, they shouldn't take them. <laughs> they shouldn't them. take them. What do they need with candy? Right, right. I'm totally right. with you. I want to know what our, what, our, what our troops overseas need candy for. Well, it's a treat. Well, if you're it's overseas a treat. and you want a little chocolate bar and a Milky Way to remind you over, you know, at home. Exactly. You know, you're a grown Who are you up. No, no, judge? I'm going to say, we, when Max was in Afghanistan, we didn't want him fat. We wanted him able to move. Okay, seriously. That's right. Okay, believe me, they get plenty of exercise. Right, right exactly. <laughs> so, and then the other thing, so that's, I that was very successful. We've got hundreds of pounds of candy here today. Uh-huh. And then um, we want to tell your listeners that the Central Farm Markets, all four are your headquarters for Thanksgiving. We right. have eight different varieties of natural turkeys, heritage turkeys, all kinds of turkeys, different sizes, varieties. So you can go So do, pe- on, so do people order them? How does it work, Mitch? Yeah. So you should go to centralfarmmarkets.com. Great. And right on the homepage, mm-hmm. you'll see a whole bunch of our terrific farmers and vendors. You can order all your turkeys, your pies, your soups, your sides, and all that. And on top of everything else, we have a special Thanksgiving market on November 20th at Pike and Rose at the REI parking lot. And you could pick up all the goodies from all four of our markets, all the vendors uh, that want to participate will be there. And it's usually fantastic. Excellent. All, all right. right. Thank you. Give the website one more time, Mitch, please. Okay, thanks. So please go to Central Farm Markets. That's plural, centralfarmmarkets.com. Right on the homepage, you'll see all the Thanksgiving goodies. You can see what we got. You can order them, and we appreciate it. Come on down and see us. All right, boy, that was good. That yeah, was right. that was really. You're like an investigative reporter. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you, guys. Have a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. You too, Mitch. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to Michael Matarazzo. Do I love saying that name or what? So, Grill District. Give us the four one one on that. Uh, Grill District is an American style restaurant. Uh, we feature craft brew, um, a lot of homemade items on our menu. And- Which well, I think we have to start back a little bit. Yep. I mean, we're, you haven't really explained to people that 
what we're doing yes, and I where have. we're talking. Well, we're doing a whole show on travel, and we're talking about all the the, the variety of food and but merchandise. But specifically, if you're traveling, leaving from Reagan, Reagan exactly. I so your I made property that clear. is there. I don't know. Everyone I don't feel else like is looking clear. at you like he made no, that clear. No, I feel like he needed to say it again. Right. So go ahead. So we're in uh, the B Concourse, uh, right near Delta and United. Uh, an American style restaurant. We feature craft brew um, and some local spirits. Well, as a Delta Sky Miles uh, member, I want to thank you. For- um, <laughs> so, how? So, what kind of parameters are you given to come up with your cocktails? Uh, we're we're given um, a lot of free reign to to come up with things. Uh, we listen to our guests, um, see what they like, and try, get to try it. A lot of fun. Well, stuff. Well, you're with a company called Air Ventures. Air are Ventures, they yes. solely in airports? Yes. Got it. Hence the name Air Ventures. Well, I, it could, oh boy. Okay, anyway. Is anyone else here married? This so is what are you starting with first today? Every day. <laughs> uh, the first one we're going to do is our maple bourbon old fashioned. Okay, excellent. Um, it is. Why don't you tell us what it is? Don't, right. don't make it while you're talking. All right. Just tell um, us first and then you can make it while you're off air. All right. It's two ounces of borough bourbon, mm-hmm. um, which is a local uh, DC bourbon. Sure. Um, Two tablespoons of maple syrup, mm. tablespoon of water, a little, little dash of orange bitters, and we're going to garnish it with some uh, a cherry and orange. Excellent. Sounds so while you're making that, mm-hmm. please carb. pass it around when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk to Andrew yes. Tull, the erudite urbane, well-dressed Andrew Tull, mm-hmm. who's head of media relations for the Wash- the Metro. Are you head of media relations, Andrew? Uh, one of the you spokespersons are. You're the, the head guy. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, you're... You are the guy mm-hmm. <laughs> for for the airports authority, and you know, I think there's some obvious things about flying, particularly in the holidays, about getting there early and all that. But I'll bet you know some insider stuff that would help. Well, I think we should talk about like what's kind of your role for the Metro Washington Airport Authority. Yeah, so as the Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority, we manage uh, both Reagan National and Dulles International Airport. Okay. Uh, so two airport systems serving the the national capital region. Mm-hmm. And uh, while they each have their own idiosyncrasies, uh, there are some common tips as you're traveling through the holidays because Thanksgiving is our busiest travel period of the year sure. in the airport. We are expecting to see... Uh, between the week leading up to Thanksgiving and then the Sunday after, uh, more people traveling through airports in that week than any other period throughout the year. So what do you guys sort of do to help ease that process? Because you know that the Well, there are a lot airport, of bars there, I know Right, that. no, but I mean, you know, the airports are going to be swollen with people. So what sort of things do you put in place to make it easier for the consumer who's at the airport? Absolutely. Well, I think the airports themselves are a great resource, Mm -hmm. and uh, we work very hard to educate others about what to do, uh, how to get there, how to navigate our airports, and we try to provide as many tools and resources as we can for them. Okay, and Uh, what does that look like? uh, So uh, from tools and resources, uh, one of the things that we are very proud of uh, are new uh, interactive maps. Um, So whether you are online at flyreagan or flydellas.com, or uh, on our app, uh, DC Airports, which you can download in either the Android or Apple stores, mm-hmm. uh, provides you a wealth of resources to understand uh, how to navigate to the airport and then through it. Uh, lets you uh, figure out where you are, and it'll give you turn-by-turn directions even to uh, different restaurants, different shopping and dining in your gate. Oh, so it sort of maps out everything for you exactly, exactly. on the app. That is super, super handy. Um, what about, uh, like... Specials and like, is, does the app also help direct people to certain things going on 
at the airport? Absolutely. So our apps and the website both have uh, a wealth of resources when it comes to understanding uh, how to get there. But more than that, uh, offer some special discounts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to flyreagan.com. Okay, discounts, the magic right? Word, I was I like, you just said <laughs> David's favorite word. I was, I was waiting for that. If mm-hmm. you go to uh, flyreagan.com, for instance, uh, you can actually reserve parking ahead of time. That is one of our more scarce resources on the airport. Okay. How does that work? How do you reserve parking ahead of time? Like, if I see a space and I pull in, what if somebody reserved that space? How so does that work? You don't reserve a specific space. You okay. reserve a, a space in the garage, so to speak. So uh, it counts the number of cars that come into the garage. And uh, we'll take those reservations in advance so you don't actually have to pay. You get a discount online. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's way cool. I think everybody should be doing that. I mean, is that something you want to encourage people to do? Absolutely. Uh, one of the uh, <laughs> the pain points, and I think uh, people in the National <laughs> Capital Region know this, uh, traveling to Reagan National, traffic can sometimes be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our garages are a great resource to get people off the curb. Um, so a uh, great tip that I like to give others, uh, if they are picking up family and friends, uh, instead of <laughs> trying to circle the airport or dwell on the curb, sit in traffic, uh, our garages are free for the first 60 minutes. Um, so you're able to pull in there, actually park. You can walk through the metro bridges into the concourse and wait pre-security. Uh, go to one of the restaurants, uh, shop for a little bit, and actually give your uh, loved ones who are flying into the airport a hug. Meet them in person and then walk them back to the what car. What if you don't like the people flying in? What you just don't hug them like that. That sounds like that. All right. We're going to go to commercial, but quick, quick question. There's this thing that now with security and all of that in lines... You should get to the airport two hours early. On Thanksgiving, is that three hours? I mean, David wants to get to the airport like six hours early. I like that. I uh, like airports. We advise people get to the airport at least two hours prior to a domestic departure and three hours before an international departure. Uh, but uh, it's not just for security, as you mentioned earlier in the broadcast. Uh, getting there early lets you experience the airport, start your journey before you hop on that plane. And we have concerts that are going on throughout the, the holiday season. And we have specials. There are local drink specials, uh, a variety of shopping and dining options, and then entertainment uh, where you can start your journey early. You can even get a massage before you hop on that international Again, another, Okay, you just spoke his language. All right, All right wait, go we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, um, I do want to talk a little bit about like clear and the TSA and global entry and whether or not taking buying those things are the right step. Absolutely. Okay. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a second. All right. We are going to take just a quick break with you because we do have one or two more questions with you, but we do have Peter Greenberg on the phone. So we're going to do that and then we'll get into more cocktails in just a bit. Uh, Peter, are you on the phone? I, I am. Hi, Peter. How are, where are you? You're in some foreign land traveling, of course. <laughs> I am. Today I'm in London, so that's not so foreign. Oh. No, not too foreign. No, no, and they speak English there, which is so nice. <laughs> so I, uh, Last time I looked, yeah. Everybody knows who Peter is. He's the travel detective. He's been nice enough to have us on his show uh, for the last couple of years, and thank God we finally got him on ours. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Peter, <laughs> you know, why don't you talk a little bit about just your background and how you got, I mean, you are the expert on, on travel, and it isn't just, you know, where to stay and where to eat. It's a lot of great, you know, sort of insider tips, particularly for international travelers that people just don't often think about. So do you mind giving us a little bit of background? Well, sure. To me, it's not about the product. It's about the process. So I focus on the process. You know, you ask kids where food comes from, they tell you the store. I have a, I have a problem with that. I know you do as well. So what I've done all my professional life was immerse myself in that process, whether it's an airline, a hotel, a train, a cruise ship, you name it. 
talk to the people who actually make it happen or even put it together so I understand the process. And once I understand the process, then I can explain it to everybody else about what they should do and, even more importantly, what they shouldn't do. And that goes back to my days at Newsweek covering everything west of the Mississippi, and then, of course, uh, the L.A. Times, and then, of course, the television career that started at ABC uh, on Good Morning America, then the Today Show, and then for the last 10 years on, on CBS. How did travel become your gig, though? What made, it, you, know, what made you decide that uh, this is where I'm going to stay? Other well, than the obvious reasons. Uh, well, wait, he doesn't stay anywhere, <laughs> well, which is you know the point. I mean. right. Well, first and foremost, I'm an investigative reporter, and when I was a correspondent from Newsweek, I was always the guy with a suitcase packed in the trunk of my car because I had to be at the first of the scene of something. Mm-hmm. So I was always on an airplane. And it dawned on me very early in my career that nobody was covering travel as news. Mm-hmm. And that's when I used my access as a journalist to immerse myself, if you will, in that process, whether it's getting trained in the cockpits, getting trained on cruise ship bridges, uh, you name it, that's what I did. So that I, at least I know the questions to ask uh, and maybe sometimes even answers. Well, let me, let well, me let, just, yeah, I was going to say, let's get into talking travel this time of year. Do you have a question? Well, I do have a question because the news, you know, the news inflates and conflates a lot of things that can scare travelers off of a destination. How do you sort of interpret between what's what's in the news and what's reality, um, you know, and, and pick your spots? I mean, there's some people that say when I talk about going to Mexico, they say, oh, my God, you know, why would you go there? It's so dangerous. And, and, and then others who say, oh, my God, it's so fabulous. So how do you discern well, I'm, I'm, what's I'm right? I'm part of the I'm part, yeah. Sure, I'm part of the group that says it's so fabulous mm-hmm. because what we have to do is to start dissecting the history of State Department advisors. You have to go back 40 years when they started them. They were you know, specifically applied to, to countries or locations that might have been challenged or at risk. And even then, there was a tremendous amount of misinformation. Uh, however, a couple of months ago, actually about six months ago, the U.S. State Department decided that instead of just doing them on a specific allocation basis, let's make travel advisories for every country in the world. Hmm. That's 196 countries. But what, what made matters even more concerning to me was they decided to divide it into, into, into tiers or categories. So category one would say travel with normal caution. I have no idea what that means. Right. Travel two would be, tra- would be travel with increased caution. At this point, you're probably digging a hole in your backyard. Travel category number three is reconsider travel. At this point, you're probably putting plywood on your windows. And category four, which most people think is a rule, a regulation, or a law, and it's none of the above, is do not travel. And then people would get scared and not go. Uh, you mentioned Mexico. Let me give you an example. There are four or five states in Mexico over the last year that have been assigned category four by the State Department. Do not travel. Let's look at one of them. The state of Sinaloa. By the way, there are like 35 states in Mexico. Right. Sinaloa is one, is one of those states. has a Category 4. Really? What's in Sinaloa? It's called Mazatlan. I've never had a problem in Mazatlan. In fact, let's say the words again. No problemo. So why are they... Well, that's Spanish. Do I understand? No. Why are they <laughs> listing it as a Category 4? Well, they're painting it with a very broad brush. They're painting it... It's like saying, don't go to Ohio, as opposed to maybe you, don't, you might not want to go to Cleveland. All right. And right. Yeah, I'm not so, going to Ohio. But. No, but I understand what you're saying, that they're not they're not talking about the, the specific areas that could be problem problematic. They're just painting a large brush over an entire region without right. being even, clear. And for the layperson, they're just going to take it as fact. Right. Even with the best of intentions, they are, in effect, misleading the, tra- the traveling public. Hmm. And I think Interesting. That's a mistake. 
If you take a look at drug violence in Mexico, and they've been having a problem like this for about 10 years now, with some serious consequences. You know, 60 to 70,000 Mexicans have been killed in drug gang violence. This is nothing to be, to be proud of, and it's nothing to, to ignore. But how many American tourists have been killed as a result of drug gang violence? Mm-hmm. You know what the total number is? About 17. But wait, let's put that into further perspective. Of those 17, an overwhelming majority of those were vacationing American drug dealers. Oh my God. So, and I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but that's wild. And they were, they were killed in places like Ciudad Juarez, where most Americans would never uh, vacation anyway. Interesting. So to paint with such a broad brush is really too bad. Uh, one of the things that I do is instead of depending on the U.S. State Department for the advisories, I look at the British Foreign Office hmm. and see what they're advising their own citizens. I actually think they do a better job. Why? What is it about what they do? Are they more concise and uh, more area-specific? Uh, sounds like they're more conservative, too. Well, not only that, they're much more detail-oriented, and they put things in proper perspective from a geographic as well as a cultural perspective. If you don't do that, you wouldn't... Look, if you took the U.S. State Department criteria for issuing a State Department advisory and you applied it to Washington, D.C., you would never leave the studio. Mm. And the same thing would happen, and the same thing would happen in Chicago, and the same thing would happen in L.A., in Cleveland, in Cincinnati, in Miami. So we have to understand the real risks involved in travel here, and then plan accordingly. And so far, I can tell you with a great deal of, um, of, of happiness, the odds are overwhelmingly in your favor. Well, that is very right. good to hear. On uh, that note, I'd like to know where are some of the places that you're recommending travel? Well, other than Mexico, mm-hmm. and by the way, I said 35 states in Mexico. It doesn't have to be Cancun. Right. It can be... It can be the whole Yucatan. Mm-hmm. It can be Veracruz and Tampico. It can be Oaxaca. I mean, amazing cultural experiences there. But other than just Mexico, I'm a big fan of, a, of being sort of a contrarian traveler here. I love the Faroe Islands instead of Iceland. Everybody's talking about Iceland as being the hot destination. We just went to Iceland. Iceland. We just went to Iceland. We literally be, just be came cool, back from Peter. Iceland. Be cool. We loved it. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Nothing wrong with Iceland except it's getting overcrowded. Mm-hmm. Um, Faroe Islands, cool place to see the Northern Lights. I'm a big fan of Rwanda. It's, it's done the, the most remarkable turnaround in 25 years since the terrible genocide of 1994. Uh, you've got that. Okay, wait, I'm going to stop you there. So Rwanda, would you say, is, yeah. pre- is it prepared for tourists? I mean, is this a rough? It is. What, it is. Okay. Oh, that, remarkable turnaround. Okay. Yes. Amazing. On, on every level, whether it's budget or luxury. Um, and That's then, of course, in, in, in Africa, other places in Africa would be Namibia. People forget about it because they're hung up on South Africa. And Namibia is some of the most amazing safari experiences, plus the skeleton coast and, and sand dunes that you can't, you can't beat anywhere else. Um, and then, if you're talking about South America, believe it or not, right now, Buenos Aires is having a, an economic meltdown. The U.S. dollar has seven times the buying power it had only three months ago. So for those people who are smart, stop listening to this show the minute it's over. Get on a plane, go down there, do your Christmas shopping now. Oh, no, we're supposed um, to do Christmas maybe. shopping at the airport. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> All right I got another question for you, Peter. Um, yeah. When buying, I mean, our son's getting married in Scotland in, in May. And I've been having, uh, and actually we have a buddy who's a, who's a travel agent. We've been talking about when is the best time 
When are we going to get our best shot at buying tickets that are the lowest possible prices without you know being strapped to the outside of the plane? Well, May is a very good time because it's still considered a shoulder season. And the, the, the real sweet spot now is between 25 and 54 days ahead of your trip. Because remember, every airline basically follows algorithms and computer models that looks at how many people flew to Scotland last May, two years ago in May, three years ago in May, and how many are expected to fly this May or mm-hmm. this coming May. If you book the ticket now, you gain nothing because they have to see if the models hold up. And they will look at those models between 24 and 54 days out, and then the prices get adjusted accordingly, and most of the time they go down. Excellent. And, and, uh, but in that window only. Right. right? Uh, the, the other thing you should know is that this year, Believe it or not, even though fuel prices have risen, the average airfares to many popular destinations for both Thanksgiving and Christmas are down between 29 and 33 percent over last year. So that's a very good thing for travelers, which, no, which normally doesn't happen, but it's happening this year. Oh, All right, good well, to we, know. Peter, we want to thank you again for coming on the show. I mm-hmm. will not wrap up without making sure people know about where to, where and when they can see the Royal Tour, which is a, a great show with your one-to-one trips through countries with their heads of state. I wish I was the head of state. I'm head of nothing. But where where, and when will they find that? Well, the next one's going to be the Royal Tour of Poland, uh, which we're just finishing now with the Prime Minister, and that will be airing in March on PBS stations, as we like to say, check your local listings. But for all the <laughs> other shows that we've done, uh, you can go to our website, petergreenberg.com, and you'll see where you can find those shows, either on your local PBS station or on so many other services and platforms online. Excellent. All right, Peter, thank you so much. I just want to say, you're as good a guest as you are a host when we're on your show. <laughs> okay. You're a good man. Thanks. Bye, Peter. Oh, my God, I'll pay you later. Thanks. <laughs> okay, this is David. No, pay me now, actually. <laughs> okay, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Let's go back to uh, Michael and these, I mean, this drink is, are you it's, sure there's no jet fuel in here? It's good. Not at all. It's, it's pretty strong. It makes for a happy flight. That's right. I I'll bet. be in California before I know it. So now let me ask you a quick question. Do people ask for locally produced spirits? Because everything you brought in today is local. Uh, we do get a lot of uh, requests for local beers uh, and local spirits, yes. Is that something that you're seeing on the rise? Uh, yes, actually. From yes. travel, because it's mm-hmm. usually travelers, right? right? So it's not always people from the D.C. area who would know. Right. They want to try something local, something different that they don't get uh, at home. Cool. Okay, so what are you making next? The next is our Santa Claus Mopolitan. Okay. Uh, it is the Civic Vodka Cranberry Juice. Um, also Republic Restoratives, yes, right? Yes, Okay. Um, it's fresh lime, triple sec. And cranberries for the Christmas season. Now, are you the inventor of this drink? I'm a co-inventor. <laughs> With Santa Claus? or With Santa Claus, yeah. Okay. Okay, great. All right, well, we're ready to try it. Chef, sit down. So Judith Hernandez is a, clearly a talented executive mm-hmm. chef because she just put some good-looking food in front Beautiful. of us. Beautiful. Why don't we get the 411 on you? How'd you get to be a chef in the first place? Let's adjust that mic. There you go. You're in it. I'm a little smaller than most people. It's okay. <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> um, I've been cooking my whole life. My mom taught me how to cook when starting at the age of eight. I'm 35 now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a passion I have. I, I, I love playing sports growing up, but I'm 5'3", and I just, you know, the height wasn't uh, 
my my best friend. You but I, I love cook. You were not slam dunking, is that? What no, you absolutely yeah. not. I just love to cook. I love um you know the creativity. Um, it's so subjective, right? So you can put the same recipe in front of people, um, and it'll it'll never come out the same. You know, mm-hmm. even if they're following the same recipe, because everybody you know does things a little bit differently. Sure. So how do you apply that to your work at the airport? Let's talk about your properties there and the kind of food that you're doing. Because you brought us a little mix of things today. Which I I'm did. Right I did. Yes. So mm-hmm. we, um, so uh, Parodies Lagardere, which is a company that I work for, we actually, um, so we, 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 um, we like to pair with brands. So, um, so three of our quick, three out of five of our quick serve restaurants are with brands. Let us, let us fly. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a big bowl, a wow bow, and a magic pan. And then okay. two of the other um, locations, which are bars, mm-hmm. we they're actually ours. We own them, so we're able to be creative with the menus, rewrite them as frequently as we like, and stuff like that. So I, I was given an opportunity to rewrite the U Street menu, at, which is located in Terminal BC. And when I when I was working on that menu, so my boss is vegan and I'm vegetarian, mm-hmm. and we get a lot of vegan vegetarian guests that come to the bar. That's okay, we're Jewish. <laughs> so you know they they want those options. I so when I so <laughs> when I was writing the menu, I kept that in mind. You know, well, just, I would bet over the years. I mean, if you were to look at airport dining, let's just say in the last twenty years, there's been a dramatic change in how um, airports in general go about feeding people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, but so, isn't absolutely. That by the fact that people traveled, and I mean, we travel the globe, we have different taste buds these days than mm-hmm. 20 years ago, and we have different expectations for what we're going to get. Well, well, I think it's a bunch of things. I mean, 20 years ago, if you went over to Heathrow or De Gaulle, I mean, those airports were pretty well stocked, mm-hmm. not just well, uh, with but food options, the, but the, also with, with shopping options. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a totally different experience if you went over to Europe than mm-hmm. when you came to the airports here, and then... Mm-hmm. America got in on it, and now you have an airport like National, which has all these opportuni- opportunities, not just shopping, but also eating. And I just think more and more people are are more vocal about the kind of food options they want, and people are now listening. Because I think vegans and vegetarians especially were not heard. No, and, and especially vegan food, it's definitely come... Um, so I've been vegetarian for about nine years, mm-hmm. and I tried to be vegan. And, um, it's really tough. <laughs> it's really tough. Uh, my boss doesn't think so. He's like, just change your mind, just do it, right? But, um, you know, food has definitely um, changed in the last even like 10, 15 years, you mm-hmm. know? So wait a minute, um, are you conflicted when you're making a pork sandwich? No, um, so... Um, I've been blessed in my career. I've um, I've worked for luxury brand hotels, country clubs. Um, I was a meat cutter for five years going through college. Um, and so being a vegetarian is personal choice that I that I made mm-hmm. um, just health wise. But I actually out of everything I've done in my career, um, cutting meat was probably my most favorite thing to do. I love cooking, cutting. Well, it's very technical. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's I love technical. it. You know, I learned a lot with just um, just cooking temperatures and what needs to be braised and sauteed and things like that. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about um, that I think um, passengers don't don't quite understand or see a lot of um, is that a lot of the food is fresh. We get we get fresh produce delivered every day, okay. um, six days a week. Um, not on Sundays, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a commissary kitchen. My kitchen makes the food, and we we distribute it to to five out of um, five, four out of five of our restaurants. Um, you know, they don't get to see that that back of the house um, stuff. So, you know, I don't you know, I want to I want to let passengers know that Do you promote that in the restaurants. Absolutely. Absolutely. We use um, so parodies uh, made a commitment 
you know, that they're only going to use cage-free eggs. Mm -hmm. So when our guests come to the bar, they go to Magic Pan or Big Bowl, they're getting fresh, cracked, cage-free eggs. They're not getting this egg that comes out of a bag that's, you know, that's... Or powder. Yeah, absolutely. Everything is fresh. Absolutely, it's fresh. Well, and I also, what's interesting in the products that you brought to us today... This is a very healthy quinoa salad. Absolutely. And are you finding that um, people who are traveling are looking for more healthy options? Yeah. You know, even uh, so Big Bowl is an Asian restaurant. So mm-hmm. all of the bowls come with white rice. You can get fried rice uh, um, for additional cost. But we had a lot of guests that were requesting brown rice. And so I made the suggestion to the brand and um, I tried it for a week and our sales increased oh, over you know, just the option of white rice or, or fried rice, and we added it to our menu. So, yeah, you definitely have passengers that come that that want that healthy option because they don't want to just go and, you know, grab a, a burger and fries, which is nothing wrong with it because, uh, you know, I heard you like that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they want that. that health. my radio show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but especially before you fly. I mean, mm. while you want to, whether you're bringing food on the plane with you, because let's be honest, the days of, I mean, airport, air, airline food has always been conflicted depending mm-hmm. on where you're seated. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of people are bringing food with them mm-hmm. and they're buying the food in the airports. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, they want things that are not going to be high in sodium. You know, you don't want to bloat. Mm-hmm. You need to drink lots of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and be careful when you're flying so that you remain, you know, satiated, but also healthy. Absolutely. You know, um, in my in, in our in our commissary kitchen, my kitchen that's located in Terminal B, uh, BC, but it's downstairs. You know, we make all of our house dressings. We make our own pickles. Um, you know, the the pickle cabbage and, and uh, the red onions. Everything is made in-house. So there's a real commitment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's and that's that's what I you know, the biggest thing for me, for the passengers. And, and when I'm when I go and I talk to them, that's definitely what I, I let them know. Hey. This is made in our commissary kitchen, which is located downstairs. It's fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is made every day, um, you know, so that they, they know they're getting that freshness. How often do you change your menus? So, uh, like I said, with the brands, it all depends on the brands. They right. change them whenever they want. Of um, we just changed uh, the U Street menu this fall. And, I mean, I'm sorry, this uh, this summer. And we're mm-hmm. looking to change Washington Poor Bar's menu this fall, hopefully beginning of January the latest. Okay, and what I think is interesting is the names of all the properties. They're right. very DC specific. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, and um, something that that Michael mentioned earlier um, with the with the with the drinks that he bought and the alcohol that he brought. You know, we also serve local beers at our bars. You know, mm-hmm. because we do get a, a. I feel a little competitive. <laughs> well, he's located in a whole whole uh, different terminal, okay. but. Um, you know, we do get guests that want to come and they want to try specific, you know, DMV products, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so that's a, so kind of a Reagan that. thing is to be very D.C. centric with with the offering but on the retail, on the merchandise side mm-hmm. and on the food side. Absolutely. Which is, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Just helps promote promote the city. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think for people who are flying into uh, Reagan National Airport, even if they don't get to go to D.C., they get a little flavor of what D.C. is Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Well, all so right. thank you so much for thank coming you. It was a in pleasure. today and bringing Your all this food great, great food. Thank We're you. We're going to switch in. Robin, hi there. So, Because Ro- not only can you eat well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can also shop. And now we're on Nikki's favorite Now you're talking subject. about, uh-huh. right, well, food is also all my right, subject, so too. Let's just say again, Robin Fisher's uh, founder and CEO of Polished Image and Style, and she knows a little bit about holiday shopping and gifting. Yes, I uh, do. And she knows a lot of bit about how to scratch some of those itches um, in the in the great retail lineups at uh, the airport. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, one of the things is that people are constantly on the go, and sometimes we just don't get 
to, you know, the store to buy certain gifts for people as we're traveling, especially business travelers. That's the excuse I always use. (laughs) But actually, there is no excuse because now retail (laughs) is one of the things that, you know, airports are really thriving on and you Mm -hmm. can get different experiences in different cities. And Reagan is a great example of that. Um, They have everything from high end um, retailers and bridge retailers to lower end retailers. Um, So you can find things at different um, price points. And so as a, because you're a stylist, yes. right? So do, are you a personal shopper for people or you also just help people with their looks? Sure. So um, my clientele tend to be high um, functioning professionals, definitely mm-hmm. international. I'd say about 40% of my clients are internationally based. Mm-hmm. Um, they're coming in and out of D.C. Um, from everywhere, from Istanbul, Dubai, um, Poland, um, even Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally they're constantly on the move. So um One of the things that I assist people with are developing their own personal style um, for the corporate world and in business, but also um, a calling card of who they are personally. Um, So, you know, a lot of times that goes with um, picking items that, you know, once somebody sees you, they already know what kind of level um, and so forth. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you, is a lot of your clientele, are there people that, you know, will land in DC and then and then hop to some other place and I was just sort of wondering how you how you got to know the nooks and crannies of shopping uh, for merchandise at the airport is that it they they got three hour layover and you're you know. I need a shirt, I need a tie, I need a this or that. Well, honestly, a lot of my clientele will contact me because they're going to be coming into the United States and doing business with Americans. And so we have our own protocol. We have our own uniform. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that they contribute to success is making sure that they're dressed appropriately. um, So that's not a hurdle that they have to go through. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk. We're going to take a break. Actually, Andy, why don't we take a break right now? And then when we come back, we'll talk about all these items that you brought in today that are great gift items, especially if you're traveling for the holidays that you picked up at the airport. Sure. All right. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. Where are you going this holiday season? We'll be back in just a minute. All right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Quick thanks to our sponsors, ProFish, uh, Ivy City Smokehouse, mm-hmm. Market at River Falls, Central Farm Markets, and Meat Crafters. Thanks for keeping the show on the air. Without you, I'd be talking to myself in my bedroom. And here <laughs> I am. So let's get back to Robin Fisher. Robin, um, you came in with a bunch of stuff. Let's yeah, talk let's, about I all like the that things you brought kit. in. Let's talk about that first. That's a good-looking thing. Which one? The, the Dob kit. kit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So one of the things um, that I've noticed is that people are traveling a lot more, and organization is something that, you know, is, is really key, especially if you're on business travel and you have to get in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I tell people is always to have, like, a nice travel kit. Like, people will use Ziplocs, all uh-huh. different kinds of things. Plastic bags. Act- and just absolutely. And so this is one of the things that when giving gifts, I always tell people to try to give people things that are practical. You know, um, especially if it's a business colleague or something like this. And this is something that they definitely um, could appreciate. Sure. And it comes in, uh, I think, four colors. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be black. And so you can. And choose- that's neither mask. I mean, that's for that's unisex. Right. Like anybody can use that. Right. And so this is by Tumi as well. And so mm-hmm. what Tumi is one of my favorite brands because they're dur- durable, mm-hmm. you know, um, they're timeless and so forth. I have Tumi bags that I was carrying around in college 20 years sure. ago. 
What else do you have there? Um, I also have a travel sack. One of the things that's happened since, you know, they changed the laws in terms of restrictions in right. terms of and luggage. Right, bring on. Yes, exactly. So um, last year I was traveling in London and I went shopping and literally I knew that my bag was going to be overweight. Mm -hmm. And so this is a really cool item where literally, you know, you can fold it up and put it into this carry-on okay. and then include it into your suitcase. And then when you're on travel, whether it be leisure or business, and you, you just have like an extra shop. bag. Yes, you I have an that. extra bag. So you literally can just open it up, put all your goodie, new goodies in there and not be worried about the weight restrictions. Excellent. Okay. What and, else do you have? Okay. And so now one of the things that has happened is, you know, statement accessories and jewelry has downtrended. Mm -hmm. And so women are really into, you know, smaller jewelry and so forth. And one of my favorite- Thank God. Except for my big ass earrings. <laughs> but one of my favorite things um, to get um, are studs because they are very simple and can also be extremely dramatic. And these by Swarovski Crystal. My um, wife is not allowed to have a stud except for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that works too. She's like, too. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works too. But they have a great assortment of studs. And when you're buying costume jewelry, I always tell people that you want to make sure that under light, it still looks real. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes we'll, people will go into... Um, lower stores and they think that it looks fine but once they hit the sunlight it's you a know. totally different right. thing and so Swarovski Crystal gives people um, an option where they can really have high quality looks so for essentially a you can give that gift and unless your wife is cagey enough to go in and get it appraised she'll never know if it's never mind let's move on <laughs> okay you bought some great clothes yes so tell us what you brought in and where they're from sure so um an, another item um that i love to give men especially men um that i do business with are mm -hmm. great ties okay and socks um one of the things that i tell people is like sometimes gift them something that they wouldn't necessarily buy themselves mm -hmm. you know um fashion isn't just about different silhouettes and and trends um, changing is also about color. So every season, the color um, story will change within the industry. And that's a good way for you to give them something fashion forward that they necessarily wouldn't purchase themselves in an accessory, especially for men, because men don't wear all the accessories that women do, but they definitely can bring forward their personal style mm -hmm. um, with socks and um, a great So where tie. did you buy the tie? These are from Brooks Brothers. Okay, and where are the sweatshirts from? Yeah, the sweatshirts. Sweatshirts are from Vineyard Vines. Okay. And so one of the things that I tell people also during the holiday, you want to kind of think about the weather elements. Mm -hmm. And so giving somebody a warm, warm gift like a hoodie um, that they can wear, you know, with a nice glass of wine on Christmas Eve or day before Thanksgiving um, is something that is really, really thoughtful to do. Excellent. OK, tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. Um, you can find me at PolishedImageAndStyle.com. Excellent. Thank you so all much right. for bringing all this in and all the great gift suggestions. Michael Matarazzo, unfortunately, this show's almost over. Tell us uh, again about Grill District and where to find you. Uh, we are located in the B Terminal. Mm -hmm. uh, we are right on the corner. You can't miss us. Um, if you're going to get on an airplane, you're going to see us. Then which airlines are? are uh, Delta and United. Delta okay. and United. And tell us quickly, because you brought in two beers that we did not get to today, but you brought in two local beers. We do. We have, um, actually, we have a couple local beers, uh, two in bottle. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the Atlas District Common. We also have the Golden Ox Ale. Um, on draft, we have a DC Brow, and we have the Flying Dog uh, Seasonal. That's local great. And, people, and people ask for, they want, when they come in, they want the local brews. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. That's yes. great. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you for bringing everything in. All right, let's go back to Andrew. Andrew, kind so, of... Andrew, one of the things that we were 
talking about uh, before we got on with Peter Greenberg was uh, clear. Yes. Is this something that you are recommending to people or getting your TSA or there's all these ways now to sort of skip lines and do things? What's your thoughts on that? Exactly. Uh, trusted traveler programs, as they're known, whether it be uh, TSA PreCheck, Global mm-hmm. Entry, or uh, Clear, which is a third party uh, provider that's contracted with the TSA, mm-hmm. um, are all great options when you're looking to expedite the travel experience. Uh, one of the things for me personally I like about it, uh, more than 50% of people who travel through Reagan National are on some sort of trusted traveler list. Um, so um, while it might not expedite the line, or it looks longer, I should say, um, you don't have to take off your shoes, you don't have to divest uh, liquids, electronics from your bags. So it makes it a lot easier to get through security screening. Why don't we do that? We've just been lazy. we got to do that. Maybe and it's, because it costs money. That's why you haven't done it. it oh, wait, that's a cheap thing again. <laughs> yeah, really? It is. That's exactly okay. why. Remind me of that next time we go to the Inn at Little Washington. Please go on, Andrew. It really pays for itself, though. Uh, TSA Global Entry, or TSA PreCheck is 85 Global Entry for five years is $100. In the D.C. area, you can do TSA PreCheck screenings at both of the airports. Global Entry, you can do it at Dullis or downtown pretty much at the Reagan uh, Building. Peer offerings. Is there any advantage? Well, no, because Clear one? is not taken at every airport. Clear is not at every. Clear airport. is a different story. It's a right. third-party provider with an annual fee. But what about and global? I don't think people understand TSA PreCheck and Global Entry, and that they're just two different. Versions. So for me, traveling internationally, Global Entry is my best friend. Okay. Uh, it allows you to essentially skip the line at customs and immigration when you're coming back into the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to walk directly up to a kiosk, put your passport in. And then walk through uh, that immigration process, uh, and away you go. cutting off sometimes hours. Get yeah. busted for all that weed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but other than that, they're they're essentially peer offerings. Exactly. Okay. Uh, global entry uh, includes uh, the TSA pre-check. So okay. for fifteen dollars more, it gives you the uh, expedited international entry. I'm glad Excellent. somebody finally explained that. Okay. And uh, lastly, just is there any sort of last message you want to give to people who are traveling through uh, Reagan National for the holidays? All I will say, it's the holiday season. You can certainly be stressed out when traveling. Not everything always goes right, but kindness wins. That's the biggest thing I have to say. I I got one other question. need a fast answer. When people bring those comfort dogs online, which I'm totally down with. I'm a a dog freak. But where do they sit? I mean, when you bring your golden retriever on a plane, do you buy a ticket for him? And does he sit in the seat next to you? And uh, all dogs, uh, service dogs, uh, emotional support animals are supposed to fit under the seat in front of you, whether it be in a carrying case or uh, sitting down. So, so that's a golden that. retriever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So first of all, we want to thank everybody. This was illuminating. We travel pretty frequently and there's plenty of stuff here mm-hmm. we didn't know. So thank you for that. Uh, I want to remind everybody listening that uh, we celebrated 10 years on the air a couple of weeks ago. But our big 10th anniversary celebration is a live two-hour broadcast next Sunday, the 11th, yep. from Blue Jacket down on the southeast waterfront. It's going to be a huge party. It's going to be a hoot. And um, uh, they kind of say, if you don't vote, don't complain. So if you don't reserve for this thing and you can't get in, don't, don't complain. complain. Because there are a lot of reservations that have been taken Well, now. so what's really important to know is that aside from it being the 10-year anniversary for Foodie and the Beast, and we are going to have over 20 guests Chefs, mixologists. More than that. Um, okay, I'm booking it. So chefs, mixologists, spirit makers, She's beer makers, all the people that you know from the D.C. area are going to be there, plus a couple of surprises. But it's also Blue Jacket's five-year anniversary, so we're 
kind of dovetailing them together, and they're going to have brunch specials and beer specials. Not it's only, going to be yeah, yeah. amazing. Starting at 11 o'clock, it's $5 beers, which is a big deal down there, and it's all the stuff that they brew. It's going yep. to be great. It's going to be great. So uh, I'll give you the number for reservations. It's 202-524-4862. Come on down. There are going to be lots of giveaways, lots of fun, and mm-hmm. lots of food and brewskis. Yeah, or you can go to uh, bluejacketdc.com and uh, make reservations through their website. If you have not been down there, it's a fabulous location, and we are really, really excited about doing our show there next week. Now, we also do a second show every Monday at 5 on fullserviceradio.org. That's true called uh, Industry, uh, Night. Industry Night with Foodie and the Beast mm-hmm. is on tomorrow. Uh, Tiffany McIsaac is joining us tomorrow. Oh. I'm very excited. <laughs> Tiffany McIsaac is a good friend. She's been in studio here a lot of times. She owns Buttercream Bakery. But what we're really going to get into with her tomorrow is sort of what it takes as um, a woman in the D.C. market to run her own bakery and her wedding cake business and uh, sort of the toil it takes to put it all together because that is a hands-on business. We're sort of underselling Tiffany because she is the baker to the stars in she this is. town. And she's she got amazing is. stuff. And it means I'll be eating well tomorrow, too. <laughs> God That's true. bless you all. Anyway, so we want to thank all of our guests for joining us in studio today, for bringing all this fabulous food, the great wares, and, of course, the amazing cocktails, um, and the education. Because when we get when we do travel, it is smart to be as educated as possible about where you're going, what you're doing, and what's available to you. And there is a terrific app. What is the app under? It's DC Airports app. D- Okay. And it's available for Reagan National. That is your tip of the day. Download that. You can thank me later. We want to thank you all for joining us. And everybody, please have a delicious week. We all have a lot on our plates, work, kids, relationships, and sometimes it can be hard to just catch a breath. When life is go, 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 it matters where you stay. Hilton's family of brands is team members dedicated to making you feel truly cared for so you can mentally check out before you even check in. Take the break you deserve and book your next stay on Hilton.com. Hilton for the stay.